Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and you can check out your smart speakers. Just ask them to play the show. Presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our phone guests will join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Jay Williams, I'm Jason Fitz, and, you know, I'm decked for anyone watching on ESPN, too. I'm, I'm decked out, as always, in Raiders gear, and it was a conscious decision today, you know, Jay Will, because I got my Raiders mug, I got my Raiders shirt, I got my Raiders uh, jacket on. None of this is accidental because at the end of the day, this is the week where all of a sudden everything just starts to feel right. You know, like there, there's a spot for me where you come into like, yesterday was was the last Sunday of the calendar year without any NFL football on it. Now we're at that spot where you start to get that that glimmer of hope. And you know, I say this all the time, but at the end of last season, when you broke up with your team, you, you, you felt like you had a pretty good idea who they were. You just broke up with the crazy girl and you're like, I know she's crazy. You know, that's how I felt about the Raiders in January. And then all of a sudden you get to the draft and you're like, oh, I do miss this one thing. And then you get to free agency and you're like, oh, man, you know, I miss this other thing then you get to training camp you're like oh man we had really good times and now we're back to that spot where suddenly I'm right back in that relationship with my crazy ex and I'm back to that spot where everything's positive this is the last week where I haven't had to be smacked in the face of the reality of whether or not my football team is actually good or bad it's a special week and just to add on to that example of how you go hot and cold with your own emotions right and it happens so instantaneously prime example I'm, I'm sitting on twitter and I'm going through, you know, your daily scrolls where I get my news from. And a reporter comes out and says, hey, Saquon Barkley is gearing up to play Sunday versus the Broncos. And sources say he's close to being fully cleared to do so following major knee surgery. The team needs to watch him through Thursday to gauge how his body responds to the workload, but he's close. I'm like, yes, Saquon's going to play. Should he play against the Broncos? Their defense <laughs> is really good. I don't know. Is that the first game we want him to come back on? Gauging a knee injury? Like, those are the kind of whirlwind Roller coaster emotions that every fan goes through with all the preseason hype that comes from your team, or if there's even preseason hate on your team, you're trying to say, can we be different? Is there a glimpse of hope? You're looking for something to hang on to, Fitz. You know, something. You've just reminded me that my beloved Raiders play your Giants this year in New York. So maybe are we going to that maybe, game? Maybe you, me, we go. Like, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we, we go can to do that. Game. Have a little yeah. bet on that game. Yeah, like, you know, maybe we do like a little jersey swap or something. I'm in for that. I don't yeah. wear jerseys. Well, of course not, because you actually wear wore one as a professional. I can't, I yeah. can't. And then some guys wear it with no sleeves. No, and I just, no. I'm not a jersey wearer. I'm not, I'm not typically a jersey wearer. There is one. <laughs> what is that not typically? That means that you do it. No, no, no. There's one game every year, uh, and this year will be the exception. But every year, uh, I, I played the national anthem on fiddle for the Raiders a few years ago for Charles Woodson Appreciation Day. And so right before I went to play the anthem, they walked up and they gave me a number 24 jersey with my name on the back. Mm-hmm. Woodson's number. That's cool. My name. Okay. So the first game of the season, I always wear my you know Raider-given jersey. This year, I'll be at Allegiant, so I'm not going to wear a 24 jersey with my name on the back. That's a little presumptuous when I'm going to get to uh, humble brag, stand on the sidelines before the game, because now I feel like that's a little, like, I can't wear a jersey when actual men that are wearing the jersey well, are that's standing You're them. standing on the sidelines for the game Monday night. Let me ask you this question, because you've been around a lot of celebrities, entertainers, athletes. Have, has there ever been an athlete that you've met that you're like, you're almost starstruck? Like, you can't, you can't, words aren't coming out the way you had hoped for them to come out. Yeah, or maybe so, you don't say anything. I think there's been a couple of times. With athletes, um, you know, I, I did a charity event a few years ago, and Magic was there. And that was really surreal for me, just to like have magic walk and be like, "Hey, what's going on?" You know, and you're like, 
Oh, my God, that's Magic Johnson. So that was surreal for me. But the first time I played the anthem for the Raiders, you know, you're standing on the 50-yard line and all these guys that you watch every Sunday. And I've never had a favorite player. I don't have. I have a favorite team because players come and go, right? But it was cool to me, you know, it was early in Derek Carr's career. And it was cool to me to have, like, the starting quarterback of my favorite team come up and bro-hug me out, you know, do, like, the dap-up thing uh, after I played the anthem. That was a surreal moment, not because it was Derek Carr, but because it was the quarterback of the Raiders. So, you know, for me, other other than that – you know, I just uh, I'm using your connections to get to Stacy Augman. Like I was telling him the story before. And but now you're using yeah. the world's connections to get to Stacy. Stacy, well. call me. Stacy, like I grew up in Vegas as a little kid. In fact, I only have one. We've never talked about this, Jay. Well, I have one VHS tape in my entire life you know, of of everything I ever did in my life. I have one VHS tape. You know what it says on the side of it? UNLV 103 Duke 73. It's the only it's the only one I have. It's the national championship game. And to this day, my feelings towards Duke that are at times very negative come from the year after that when Duke broke uh, my heart and uh, ripped out the undefeated UNLV season. So it happens. Yeah, yeah does it? Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, that's the only time I wear a jersey. Uh, it, that being said, they're they're telling us we should actually get to predictions. Uh, where are you when it comes to predictions for the Giants? You're a Giants fan uh, this season. You know, 17-game season, so we can no longer say 8-8. Eight and eight. So, you know, what do you, where, where, where do you think the Giants are? I mean, I don't really get into predictions like, hey, we're going to go this far. I, we have to make the playoffs. You think the Giants are a playoff team? I hope so. I, I, I don't want to I, – I, I mean, if there's a year for it to be done, it would be this year. And I, I know that the Washington football team – this is a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones and Dave Gettleman, right? It's a make-or-break year, year three. Right? I mean, he hasn't had Saquon fully healthy. I just read the report that Saquon's going to play against the Broncos. Like, we got Kenny Galladay. We have options on the outside, Evan Ingram. We got pieces. Um, it's just a matter of it all coming together. They have to make the playoffs. If they don't make the playoffs, I think you're going to see Dave Gettleman run out of town. I, that's, I think that's fair. I think that's, that's a fair assessment and probably a fair thing to do. I mean, it's not like he hasn't been given every opportunity, you know, and that's, that's, that's real. It's not going to happen. Joe Judge, second year on a job, figuring it out. I like the kind of mentality that he's brought. It has similar kind of New England-like vibes, right, with just his mannerisms, how he talks to the media, how he gets the players to buy into things bigger than himself. But you want to see that translate to the field. But first off, it comes with everybody being healthy. Everybody needs to stay damn healthy in order for the Giants to reach their potential. Now, producer Pat, I'm going to just uh, throw, throw him under the bus here. Producer Pat, you're an Eagles fan, correct? That is correct. Okay, so two questions. Number one, how hopeful are you about the Eagles? Incredibly hopeful, but I shouldn't be because I know they're going to be terrible. Okay, question number two, how overstated is Jay Will on where he thinks the Giants will be? Oh, I'm stirring the pot. No comment. <laughs> Does that mean you're hating on us? You're giving us no chance at all? No comment. Mm, he's, no comment he's for legal that. reasons. Yeah, he's, he, he's waiting. Yeah, he's, he's, That's what I said. I don't really, you know, I don't, I'm not taking a hard stance on him because I, I want to see what team is actually on the field, Fitz. You know, I, I don't. That's the one thing that's really frustrated me about the Giants over the past couple of years is obviously every team has dealt uh, with attrition, right, to a degree. But with, with the Giants, it, it feels like each and every year, I don't even know who we're playing with half the time. Yeah. So. This is the most important aspect for me. Now, obviously, it's way too early, but it's always fun when this thing goes. Do you have, like, a Super Bowl pick at this point? Like, I, I had to make mine last week on Sports Nation, which you can check out on ESPN+. Plus. I'm on uh, usually every Monday and Friday. Uh, shameless plugs all over the place here. A lot of them. Uh, yeah, I don't well, know what yeah. shows. You're doing so I'm, many shows. I, I, I'm a worker. I'm a, I'm a grinder. I'm a grinder. But I had to do my – and for me, I think the Chiefs and the Bills are the two best teams in the NFL this year. I know Bucks fans hate me for that. Uh, congratulations on Super Bowl. It doesn't mean I think you're the best team. Um, but – 
so for me, it's it's. I think I'm going Chiefs Rams is what I went on Sports Nation. Where are you on that? I think I might. We might see a repeat of what we saw last year. I think it might be Chief Bucks. Yeah. You know, and it would it wouldn't shock me. Obviously, Tom Brady is this guy that we always <laughs> every single year. Father Tom is going to catch up. I mean, they just return all their starters. Yeah. All their starters and. Tom is like wine. Like, it, it, it's really amazing. The more your wine sits, the better it tastes. And, like, he, he's just wine that's been poured into the, a decanter. It, it's aging perfectly fine. And I just, he's going to do all the mental aspects of the game to make sure that his team always stays in ball games. And for me, there's value to that. And I, I think Kansas kind of re, Kansas City retooling their offensive line. That, look, I don't think if they had issues last year with their O line, they would have won the Super Bowl. But obviously, when you see Patrick Mahomes running for his life, it, this is a different type of year for Kansas City. So I, I think Kansas City and the Bucks. Yeah, well, and I keep looking at the Rams thinking Matt Stafford gets so much benefit of the doubt. Uh, we'll see what that looks like with Sean McVay as his head coach because that's also a coach that gets a ton of benefit of the doubt. So now you've put coach with quarterback on a defense that has so many names that are incredibly talented. I feel like the, the stars of a line plus, you know, the chances of a full repeat I, I just can't bet against the Chiefs. I mean, I, I I believe in Patrick Mahomes, and it's funny because the conversation about the MVP, I, I think there's a real shot Josh Allen's the MVP of the yes. NFL this year. But I still think that Patrick Mahomes scares me to death. If I have to bet, uh, if there's a quarterback in the league that I'm constantly going to bet on just because I think he's so stinking good today right now in any one game, it's usually going to be Mahomes. I mean, even think about that, that performance he had in the Super Bowl. I mean, he was running for his life, and you still felt – tell me – if you didn't feel this way, call into the show right now. If you felt like the Bucks were going to run away with that game, like people still thought you're waiting for it with them because that's the one thing that's so scary about Kansas City's offense is that they're so prolific and they can put up so many points so quickly. And you do feel like Patrick Mahomes is a magician, even when he was running for his life last season. Well, it's my moment to constantly remind Chiefs fans that Chiefs fans and Raiders fans have something in common now. We both got our butts kicked by the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. There we go. Tune in to Labor Day Baseball action today. The Yankees host the Blue Jays. Coverage begins at 12.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Don't worry, Yankees fans. Can't go any worse than the weekend did. All right, let's get into some college football. We have these two marquee names at quarterback and JT Daniels at Georgia and DJ Uyunglele at Clemson. Clemson is not a rubber stamp in the college football playoff. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Radio and ESPN News presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Jason Fitz hanging out with J. Will. And we're joined now by ESPN college football analyst Trevor Maddich on the Goodyear Hotline. Trevor, man, I, I, I love the way you break down film. So when you go back and, and when you're watching Georgia take on Clemson particularly, we've talked so much about the matchup, but really what was the difference in Georgia's ability to get after Clemson's quarterback? It was the pass rush. Georgia has astonishingly good defensive linemen in the middle, led by Jordan Davis, 340-pound monster who should be in the NFL right now, (laughs) to push the middle of the pocket back into the face of the quarterback. And then they've got outside linebackers that have just blistering speed to come around the corner. And that combination was something that the Clemson pass protection was not able to deal with. Well, and, and with that being said, I mean, how does Clemson quickly correct? I mean, can Clemson correct that? Well, yeah, they, they, they won't face a pass rush like this again for the rest of the regular season. That's a fair so point, yeah. That will make it easier for the offensive line to come together. But also, they really need a lot better performance out of the quarterback and receivers because there were opportunities that were there that they could have moved the ball and that they didn't hit. And part of it, I think, 
was that quarterback DJ Uyunglele played like a guy who was rattled. Now, most of the problems of the Clemson defense were caused by great, excuse me, Clemson offense, were caused by great Georgia defense. But there were a number of unforced errors that really made a big difference in the game by Uyunglele. On one of them, early in the game, they were backed up deep in their own territory, and he was sacked. And it looked at first glance like the pocket just collapsed. Well, no, they, they were rushing three men, Georgia was, three. And well before any problems began to occur in the pocket, Uyunglele didn't like what he saw downfield, so he bought time by drifting to his left. And he ended up drifting all the way over to where his left tackle was having a pretty good block on a very good pass rusher and basically ran into the pass rusher. Sack. On another one, the shotgun snap hit him in the hands, and he dropped it because he was looking up at the coverage before he secured the catch. That was an unforced error, like the first one was. And then, of course, there's the pick six. It was third and short. The safety was playing deep. The slot receiver on the right, Justin Ross, had an easy slant to pick up the first down. Just catch the snap and throw it fast to Ross. Instead, Uyunglele watched Ross, and he stared at him, and he stared at him, and he stared at him, and the safety, Christopher Smith, started coming up and up and up and up, and by the time Uyunglele finally threw the ball, the safety was in position to catch it and run back for a touchdown. That was another unforced error. And on a day when the Clemson defense played just as dominant as the Georgia defense it was those unforced errors, especially the pick six, that made the difference. How can they fix it? They just need to take a breath, settle in, and, and get things right against a schedule now that won't be nearly as tough. Trevor, speaking of taking a breath and letting things settle in, I, I know Notre Dame won last night off that field goal, but what did last night's performance by Mike Norvell's Florida State Seminoles say to you after watching them claw back with McKenzie Milton and the way they play with Jordan Travis? You know, that Florida State performance, I think, has a chance to be one of my favorite of the entire season once we look back at this season in January. Florida State, for so long, J. Will, has been a a program with problems in the locker room, right? Guys that weren't on board with anything other than themselves. And it's taken a few years for those guys to kind of age out or to be invited to explore their college football opportunities elsewhere until they got a locker room of guys that will fight for each other. And Notre Dame was up 18 points in the fourth quarter. And Florida State was still playing with fire and fight. I love the way their running backs run. They run with such burst and such violence. And then when Mackenzie Milton came in at quarterback, of course, it added that extra spark, and they made up that 18-point deficit and took them to overtime. And so the, the thing that I like, I mean, you see some talent there, which has been lacking for a while. But you also see, more than anything else, a different mindset for the Florida State Seminoles. Instead of playing for themselves, instead of quitting on plays, which we've seen in the past so often, these guys just fought, even when they were down 18 in the fourth quarter. And I'll just give you one example of quitting. Uh, The year that Lamar Jackson won the Heisman Trophy at Louisville, in the second half, the Florida State defense quit. They quit. There were plays where Jackson would break out and start running, And when he got past the level of a couple of guys, eh, they just started jogging now. Well, you know what? What if he stumbled? What if somebody else with an angle made him cut back into the angles that if you ran hard, you could catch him? Didn't matter. They just jogged, right? That 
did not happen with this version of the Seminoles. I am very impressed with how they played. Well, we were talking to Kirk Herbstreit, and he was saying that there might be more depth in the ACC than what we really know. But what we saw the first weekend, Trevor, is we saw Miami get blitzed by Alabama. Right? We, we saw Virginia Tech beat North Carolina. What does it say about Clemson's hopes for making the college football playoffs? I think they still do. Because this ultimately, I think, will be seen by the committee as – uh, not a debacle by Clemson, but rather an amazing game by Georgia that turned on one play, that turned on the pick six. Because for all the things you can say about Georgia's uh, offensive failings, excuse me, Clemson's offensive failings, Georgia's offense only scored three points too. And if you told a Clemson fan before this game that their defense would hold Georgia's offense to three points for the entire game, I think as a Clemson fan, you would absolutely love your chances. And so I think the committee will look at this game and see that it was one, that, that tight, hard-fought, close game where the loser is not out of the playoff hunt. And Clemson has the easier path, certainly than Georgia, to get to the conference championship and win it. And so I think Clemson is still in the hunt, and Clemson with that defense is going to be in every game they play. So- they were in this game because of their defense. Let me push back on that a little bit, though, and get your thoughts, Trevor, because I'm not sure I see the runway in the schedule left. Because you're right, Clemson has a, a schedule that they can just dominate the rest of the way. Can they get a signature win if the ACC turns out to be down this year? Not really. I think it would be tough. Uh, Virginia Tech looks like they might be pretty good. I mean, that was a, an outstanding offense that they throttled of North Carolina, and they throttled it. They, they got six sacks on Sam Howell with a veteran offensive line. I mean veteran. Now, Howell is known to hold on to the ball for uh, longer than he should sometimes. Some of those sacks are on him, but still, Virginia Tech is looking pretty strong, and that might be a a strong victory if Clemson plays him and beats him. But at the same time, you're still looking at Clemson, and you're still looking at the ACC. And if they go on and become a one-loss ACC champ where their only loss was seven points to Georgia, a team that is very likely to – to win the SEC East and maybe the SEC. I don't think the committee is going to grade them down so far that it would bounce them all the way out of the playoff hunt if they win out. Trevor, how about Georgia? How, how about the, the style in which we see? Can, can they beat a team like Alabama? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Georgia right now is uh, able to do that, and here's why. They're built to beat Alabama. They haven't done it yet. They've come agonizingly desperately close it's just been there's been a couple of years starting with the national championship game which was the the uh, coming out party of true freshman to a tango by low and eventual heisman trophy winning receiver Devontae smith right where they beat georgia in overtime georgia's been so close but they're built for alabama first of all they've got a strong running game second of all their defense is stout up front you have to stop alabama's run before you can do anything. And with Jordan Davis and those big D linemen, they, they've got as good a chance as anybody in the country to, to slow down Alabama's running game. You've got to affect the quarterback. Bryce Young, it was a coming out party for him against Miami. But Georgia has the, the pass rush individual specialists to be able to do that. Then they believe, Georgia, that they've had a national championship caliber roster for the last several years they were only missing one piece to the puzzle. And in their mind, that is, they haven't had a national championship caliber downfield passing game. Mm-hmm. They've had quarterbacks that were accurate or quarterbacks with strong arms, 
but they think that JT Daniels gives them a combination of both in a way that they haven't had for many years. And so if that downfield passing game can wake up, which it did not do, by the way, in the opener against Clemson, but if it can wake up, then Georgia does have a chance to grow into a team that can challenge Alabama. You guys should listen to him every Saturday, College Game Day on ESPN Radio, one of the best shows we have because, uh, frankly, Trevor's brilliant. Man, we appreciate your time. Happy Labor Day. Thanks for hanging out with us, my friend. Thanks, Trevor. Hey, Fitz. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate being on your show. That's college football analyst Trevor Maddox so joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. He's, he's just if you listen to him, you get smarter. It's great at that. All right, we got callers disagreeing with Jay Will. Let's get one in real quick. Uh, Peppy in West Palm, what do you got? Thanks for calling, Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Jay Will, I got two things I need to bring up with you. Talk Number to me, one Peppy. is how can you not know that Indiana got crushed? I know it. it I, I agree on. with you, Peppy. I just I slashed myself for you. You win that debate. That's on me. You're exactly right. I should have known I got this. I should have known that. You're right. All right. And secondly, let's talk Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Okay. How I, I, I can understand where uh, there was issues because of the offensive line, but I, I really honestly thought Tampa Bay was a better football team. From top, why? Just from top to bottom. I think overall they were a better football team. That's all, and I think they proved it. Um, I, I just I, don't I, understand. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. And then Mahomes, Mahomes is Mahomes. He's good, but he's not. I, I everybody says he's great. I don't think he's great. How can I you not think he's happy. great? I mean, I'm a Raiders fan, and even I look back and I say, "My God, Mahomes!" I, uh, thanks for the call, Peppy. By the way, we really appreciate it. But how can you not think Mahomes is great? I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, and Peppy, I, I really give you a lot of credit on the first one. I just want you to know I slapped myself on the back of the neck for my Indiana comment as well. But to sit up here and say that you thought definitively that the Bucks were a better team than Kansas City, I don't know how to respond to that. I don't know how to respond to crazy. I don't. I mean, it, Kansas City is one of the most dominant teams we've seen in the history of the game. Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the game. People were comparing Patrick Mahomes to Michael Jordan last year. Reputable people. Yeah. Reputable and, people. And, Jeff Darlington, easily comparing him to Jordan. And let's remember what Vegas thought going into that game. I mean, the Chiefs were the favorite in that game. Like, the, the money – a lot of people are revising the history. I'm not taking anything away from the Bucs being a dominant Super Bowl champion. Congratulations. They were the best team that day. That's the way the NFL is built. Just like the Giants can beat an undefeated Patriots team in the Super Bowl, which makes them the champion, but not necessarily the best team in the league throughout the course of the year, it is possible to win a Super Bowl and not necessarily be the best team throughout the course of the year. Triple Eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. You guys can get in on the fun. 888-729-3776. We'll take more of your calls. Plus, Mort tweeted out something that could absolutely impact every single NFL game this weekend. We'll tell you what it is next. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin on ESPN Bye. Radio, the Bye. ESPN app, and ESPN News. I'm Jason Fitz, slow dancing all day with Jay Williams. It's not a slow dance. Well, it's a little like... This is flashing lights by Kanye. It's not a slow dance. No, this is definitely not an up-tempo, though. See, this is like one of those music nerd things. If you're programming this in your show, where are you putting it in the set? Because everybody does this, right? And that is cool, but you can't do too many of those in a row because eventually people got like, to do that thing. You're such an entertainer. I love uh, it. I am such a, <laughs> just a dork. There's no doubt about that. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only 299 bucks. No contract. All on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. There is no speed variance in how long it took you guys to load up the lines. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. That's how you get in on the fun. We'll take some calls. Brogan, I think, in Arkansas. I hope I'm saying that right. Brogan, thanks for calling, man. We appreciate it. What do you got? What's your question for Jay? What's up, B? What's up, Jay? Well, I wanted to ask you how you feel about the Iowa-Iowa State game coming up this weekend. Do you think Iowa and Petrus can blow out Iowa State kind of like they did Indiana again? <sighs> well, here we go, another Indiana. I'm not going to get trapped again, but I, I, I do. I, it's interesting with Iowa State. Like, I was talking to um, Kirk Herbstreit about it. And one of the things that's interesting, just them going to have games day, game, game, games day, game day there, is that that environment is going to be correct. I, I think that environment plays major factors in everything. I mean, playing at home is a major factor in it, Fitzy. Like, like getting teams behind, getting fans behind the crowd and feeling that, something that we didn't feel last year, I think has a chance to be. Yeah, and I think you've got to look at Iowa State and think that it was a look-ahead hiccup that they struggled to beat Northern Iowa over the weekend. I think all eyes were going to be on this. I was in Ames a couple of years ago traveling with game day for the first time it was ever there, and it was insane. Now you add the Iowa-Iowa State portion of this coming into this matchup. Iowa runs the football really well, but Iowa State's going to come out fired up after a lackluster effort, so I'll be interested. I Frankly, I didn't think Iowa would do that to Indiana, so you know maybe I've just missed on Iowa but I still believe in Iowa State. Let's get one more caller in because we're having some fun here. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. David in Buffalo, what do you got? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, David? Just wanted to give a call. Hey, what's going on? Uh, I agree with you guys about any given Sunday. And last year, I do think that the Chiefs were a better team than the Buccaneers year round. I wanted to give you another example and a wonderful thirty uh, for thirty on ESPN uh, documents this too. Going way back when the Buffalo Bills lost to the New York Giants, the Bills were a much better team that year in any given Sunday. Now, that's a good example, actually. And heartbreaking era, by the way, the longer, the farther we get removed from 
laughing at the Bills because when I like I was a kid during that era, right, mm-hmm. watching those, and I remember everybody making fun of the Bills losing four straight Super Bowls. Now you just think about how incredible it is to get in to four straight Super Bowls. We'll do some caller roulette coming up in just a little bit, obviously, but want to get everybody caught up on a Mort tweet that I think is really significant for all of us over the course of the next week. This is from Chris Mortensen. Quote. Talked or text with number of NFL coaches and execs who were nervous about COVID-19 testing today with a number of players who visited their former college team's opening games and social gatherings this past weekend. Now, we can talk all day long about the vaccinations, but, Jay will I think it's important to note as we watch the broadcast, and you saw, you know, Trevor Lawrence at the Clemson game and all of these things. Well, the Clemson game's a good example. They were asking people to wear masks in the restroom and concourse, but in the open seating area, they were just recommending it. You know, any time an NFL player this season puts themselves out in any way, shape, or form, goes out, there is some level of inherent risk. And we're already seeing it with Zach Martin, you know, five days that he has to wait now. He will miss Thursday's game. So you've got to look across the board and say, okay, players need to understand, vaccinated or not, that there are protocols and risks in doing anything. Well, here's the thing that's really frustrating about it. And I know we've been talking about most of the show, but, you know, even if you are vaccinated, this Delta variant is just ripping through everybody. Right. I mean, different age demographic does not matter. And I think that's the challenge is Zach Martin is vaccinated. And I'll be the first to tell you, because being on our show is all about being vulnerable and being transparent. Like, look, like I I wore a mask when we were we had to go to Phoenix to call the Western Conference Finals. And that's where I contracted it. But like I wore a mask like I was being diligent. It wasn't like I was being this person going out, partying, going crazy, and it still happened to me. So I think how your team manages that and individual expectations, when you hear quarterbacks talk about, well, hey, look, Carson Wentz, prime example. I'm not sure where I stand on this yet. I'm still trying to download more information, which at the end of the day, I respect anybody's individual opinion, but there are mandated set of rules that the league has in place that it could hurt your team more if you happen to be unvaccinated. So I think the whole league is going to be trying to figure this out throughout the course of the season, especially for the younger guys or guys who don't have families who want to be out. They want to be in the scene. Look, we spent the past year cooped up, and uh, it's going to be it's going to really be the testament of your discipline and how you can maintain that if you are an NFL player or NBA player or any professional athlete at all. Yeah, and I, again, I want to be human here, right? Like, if I was a kid. Uh, when I was a kid, I, I said this about Jamarcus Russell for the Raiders, you know, when when his career didn't go the way most had hoped. I said at the time, you know, if you'd have handed me $32 million full and fully guaranteed when I was 21 years old, I wouldn't have done the right things with it either. Like, let's just be real. Most of us have no idea how to handle instant wealth. Now you've got people making more money than they ever could have imagined. They're going back to their campuses where they were already big dog on campus. But now they're big dog on campus with a fat wallet. Mm. And you're saying, hey, go back and then don't do anything. I, like, there's a human element to this. So they got to understand the risk they're putting themselves in constantly. And you have to constantly educate. And again, loudly, it's all been collectively bargained. So the Players Association and the league decided on all of these protocols. And players have to understand that even if they're fully vaccinated, if you have a positive test for COVID, uh, as we're seeing with Zach Martin, a vaccinated player, it's five days, right? And so because of the timing of it, you're going to miss the Thursday night game. So for everybody that went back, especially if you're not vaccinated because of the timing of that, we could see consequence that will impact games this weekend, which is crazy to say. And a cra- I mean, not saying this pertains particularly to Zach Martin, but you know, as we get into it, you don't think there are going to be stories that come out for the players that do get deemed positive here and there about where they were a couple of nights before? I mean, so... It also gets into for a lot of GMs and owners of teams where they can start digging into like a question like your commitment 
to the team and what you want to do going forward. So a lot of major storylines can come out of this. Yeah, that's such a great point, Jay, because I keep thinking about like the the some of the players I've talked to that you know were trying to make it in the league. And when GMs talk to you, they, they want to know everything that you do and everything you're committed to. And you have to constantly convince people that you live, eat, and breathe football. That's all you care about, right? Like that's what the NFL lifestyle expects. Well, now you're sort of creating some some window of opportunity to be doubted in that, uh, depending on how the front office sees it. And also keep in mind, if you're a player that's on the street trying to make it as a free agent, there's a different holding period for you if you're not mm-hmm. vaccinated. So uh, you really got like I feel like even though we we as a country might feel like we're farther along with the covid issue, we hope that we're farther along as vaccinations continue there's a moment for the players where I'm not sure 2021 looks any different than 2020 did. You're going to have to self-isolate, put yourself in a room, and stay away from the world. It might be more challenging. Yeah. More challenging because at least last year, everybody was staying at home isolating. Now, the world seems to be moving past that like we're not doing that anymore. But for the players, they have to do that. Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting, and we'll get results from these tests in the next couple of days. So just start refreshing the feed because you know that you're going to see how this has all turned out. In the meantime, it's time for some caller roulette. You guys know what to do. You stack the lines. We we just fly through them all. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776-888-729-3776. Caller roulette coming up next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Subin, the podcast. Call it roulette. I love it. The Every lines time are of the stacked. Day. Every time of the day? Oh, yeah. You know, uh, by the way, just a little peek behind the curtain. Jay Will and I have known each other for a while. He just learned that I have tiny baby hands. Like it's, <laughs> I didn't it's know they were a, so like, small. Yeah, I've got itty bit. Like, there are fifth graders that could definitely, Grab like, me with my strong hand. I mean, no, like, uh, if I could play with the kids' Put basketball. Your hand up so people can see it. Like, like, this thing is, like... There's just it's that tiny. It's cute. It's not, yeah. No, that I got these cute. little itty. Oh, they're they're just woo woo. Download the Overheard <laughs> podcast for curiously delightful conversations overheard around National Geographic's headquarters. Presented by the City Advantage <laughs> Platinum Select Card, the card you built for your next hands. adventure. Oh, like I'm not even kidding. Like yes, baby the first hands. time I ever played like on a, on a playground with like a, a girls basketball, I realized it was so much easier for me because I can't. Like, You're out there palming the, the girls uh, basketball. Well, like I mean, let's not get aggressive Candace with Parker. it. Like, I, I was at least better able to control it. I, I wouldn't say palm it. These tiny fingers aren't palming, palming anything. I need a Nerf football. That's my only shot. Triple eight, say ESPN. <laughs> Call a roulette. I know we'll get to the calls. Let's spin the wheel. Uh, the baby crying really got me. It was, that was spectacular. It came, oh, line five. We start with line five. Don't be a line five guy. Line five, what do you got? 
Hey, how's it going, guys? I think this year is going to be a great football uh, season for college. I think it's going to be more exciting than the NFL, and we can already start uh, start that off with the Clemson game and the Georgia game. I think a lot of number one seeds are going to lose before week nine. That's what I'm talking about, baby. Let's go. Hey, we, we were talking about this during one of the breaks. I, I I really wish they would wait to do all these preseason rankings until like a couple of weeks into the season, right? We saw so many ranked teams lose already, and I know they do it for money. I know they do it to create the enamor about the game, but I mean – Look, some teams are just – a lot of teams are overranked to start the season. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. And I, I also think the caller was really right, too. Like, I think we're set for a yes. less predictable season than usual. I mean, it's not hard to watch this weekend's action and find a fatal flaw with several of the teams. Like, I, I can make an argument that Oklahoma should have played much cleaner. I can make an argument that running on Ohio State looked easier than I thought it would, you know. And, and I can make an argument that Georgia's offense has issues. Like, you could just go up and down – the other than Alabama, you can go up and down the spectrum and find flaws. We'll get a chance to see Ohio State versus Oregon coming up. I mean, look at what UCLA did. Give Chip Kelly a lot of credit. I mean, for them to beat LSU the way they did, mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah, it's going to be a wild season. I'm all in for it. Spin the wheel wildly. I know I say Chip Kelly and our producer, PP, just cringes as an Eagles fan. Oh, that is that is true. You know, it's okay, PP. You'll feel, you'll feel better later. Line two. <laughs> just sounded Line awkward. two. Line two. <laughs> Corey from New York. What's up, Corey? You calling a lot. I love hey, you, Corey. Guys. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys, I'm a big Michigan fan, and what are your thoughts on Michigan this past Saturday, and do they have enough to challenge the Big Ten this year? Okay, so I'll say this. Number one, I don't think you can take a lot uh, away from playing an opponent that week, uh, obviously. Uh, That being said, I mean, why not feel hopeful right now? I still think Ohio State is head and shoulders above the rest. The problem is Michigan, like we were talking to Marcus Spears earlier today about how at some point LSU became content just being good, but knowing that they weren't going to be better than Bama, that's Michigan and Ohio State. Like, Ohio State is is better than Michigan as a program right now. They recruit better. They have better coaches. They have better talent. So, I think Michigan has a chance to be very good, but I don't think that Michigan has the chance to be anywhere near where Ohio State is. Will this be Jim's last year? Uh, no, I, I don't think so, just because who else are they going to get? You know, I, I think, like, if, if not Jim, then who? That's the, the hard part about that. Well, maybe Jay will. Maybe Jay will, no. the Michigan for coach. for the paycheck, maybe. Okay, I mean, I, I'm all, for the paycheck, <laughs> for the I'm paycheck, coaching Michigan. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Spin the wheel. What do we got? Let's come back to ESPN later. Get a job again. <laughs> Former coach, Jason Fitzboy. That would make Twitter <laughs> absolutely die. Line one. No, sorry, line six. Line six. I can't read the wheel. What do we got? use line one and six. They're right hey, guys, next to each other. happy Labor Day to you. Hey, I'm a little it. nervous that the Buffalo Bills dream season is going to get sidetracked by players like Cole Beasley who won't get a COVID shot. It's not about freedom of choice, man. It's about committing to a Super Bowl season. What do you think? So I get really torn on this, you know, and I, I, I feel you. And, and look, I, I've been on our show kicking and screaming. I think Buffalo has a chance to win it all. I really do. I'm, I'm a firm believer in Josh Allen. Emmanuel Sanders really helps them have an outside – but Cole Beasley is going to be like individuals have beliefs. I understand that. And I want to respect that. I think everybody should be vaccinated. Let me tell you what side of history I'm on. I think everybody should be vaccinated. That's my personal belief. But to tell an individual he has to, it, it's, I think it puts the league and the players union in a really interesting conundrum. I think for me, the number one thing I try to do in, in everything I do here is talk to as many smart people as I can. And every single person that I've talked to around the Bills, who I think are a Super Bowl caliber team, every single smart person I've talked to has said 
the COVID thing is a concern. Whether it's a concern because they're going to miss time or whether it's a concern because it becomes a distraction or whether it's a concern because they do miss time and then it becomes a distraction, it's just an extra element. And you know this, Jay Will, like sometimes the last thing you need in a locker room is just any extra element. Now, as far as Cole Beasley deciding to get it, you know, I, I'm a little surprised that, you know, through the process of collective bargaining, that that they stand where they stand so loudly. You know, they're yelling at us in general. Players are yelling at us when they should be yelling at their own union representation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, I think it's it could be enough to be a fine line for me with where Buffalo is. Mm. All right, let's spin the wheel again. What, are we going to double up on line five again? Line five again? Let's go. Hey, I think I found the woman of my dreams. Who's we've that? Been together six months. We've been together six months, and she said to me this weekend, she or she said, "I think this puts them in field goal range." Oh Ooh. man, that's strong. I got, see, I I, 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 there's something that when your wife or your girlfriend can talk to you about sports, but does their homework. Mm, yeah, there's something really cool about that. Yeah, just re- all I'll say, like the number one thing here is reciprocate, like. Now you got to get into something that like she's super hot on. So like I don't know like if Bravo. there's uh, well, well I it love Bravo anyway. Like uh, you, below deck, call me please, God. I want to be you on like that Bravo. Show. Oh, below deck is below like a, below, below deck. deck. Right? Have you ever seen this? Yes, I've seen it a couple uh, times. Uh, I just you me on a yacht. You no, me and a, no. no, you and me not on a uh, no. Yeah, wow, that, that not with those baby hands. Not me. <laughs> Oh, that is that is fair. Uh, Marrier, by the way, just get really into Miley Cyrus in the meantime. Uh, spin the wheel. Congratulations, man. Line three, what do you got? Come on, line three. Going once, going twice. Line hey, three. Hey, John you- from Albany. Hey, John, what you got? What's up, John? So, uh, question. I think uh, I think the dark horse teams this year for the NFL. I think the Giants, New York Giants, can be a dark horse team just because of that defense. I think it's a top ten defense, in my opinion. I think the offense, if, if they stay healthy, can be lethal with with Galladay healthy, with Shepard, with Slayton, with Kadarius Tony, with Evan Ingram, Kyle Rudolph, Saquon Barkley. With all of them staying healthy, I think they can be a playoff team and win the East. Weapon after weapon after weapon, but you forgot all the fat guys. Like, that's the only problem. I, I would love to be with you on the Giants. I want the Giants to be really good. Jay Will is a Giants fan. I just, Jay Will, I don't think you can have the conversation about the weapons without admitting and acknowledging that the big boys up front are a problem. I'm just tired of talking about the O-line. The O-line needs to do what they need to do. I want to see Daniel Jones cut down on the turnovers, and we have the firepower. That's what I'm saying. For Dave Gettleman, we have the firepower. It's there. But you know who said they were going to revamp the old line? Dave Gettleman said he was going to revamp the old line. That's been his one priority this whole time he's been with the franchise. I really wanted you to do the He-Man. I have the power. <laughs> I'm just saying it all lies squarely on the shoulders of Dave Gettleman. You're right about that. And I don't think it's going to get the whispers are going to become yells if they're not better. He's Jay Will. I'm Jason Fitz. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Most importantly, have a safe and amazing Labor Day. Labor Day. Good Lord, I'm going to learn how to speak. Thanks for hanging out with us on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.